heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. There's a lot more to the story when it comes to the the plans or the grand plans that the CCP has. Uh, When we say unrestricted bioweapons, that means there are no rules. It means that anything goes, and it means that one of the fronts we're going to be dealing with in the future, and when I say fronts, uh, it's a war. It's it's really a war, uh, is going to be in bioweapons. Now, why should that be a concern to us? Well, if we've learned anything over the last couple of years, it's the danger that these possess. And it's, how do I say to you, it's having a war that is, well, you don't have to fire a shot. So it's not a kinetic war. It it is, uh, you know, you say unconventional, it's unrestricted, Um, but bioweapons are absolutely a front a, a war that we're going to have to deal with moving forward. Now, that is of great concern, without a doubt. But when you also add the correlation on the communication and the new relationship that Moscow and Beijing have, well, I would suggest to you, my fellow Americans and to our friends around the globe, that is a real problem. That's the conversation today on the voice of a nation. And I welcome you in, my friends. Uh, this is Malcolm Out Loud here. Uh, we're going to peel this thing today with a couple of very interesting voices here. Uh, joining us for the first time on the show will be Claire Lopez. Uh, she's the founder, president of Lopez Liberty. She'll tell us a little bit more about what they're doing just ahead. And our dear friend and colleague, Dr. Lee Min Young, is here. And uh, she's a, a writer, contributor, and expert back at America Out Loud. You know, she was a voice that was early on when there were really no voices uh, talking about the dangers of these bioweapons and uh, what the CCP was up to, uh, which was not good, uh, really. So this whole new front we're dealing with in bioweapons is a real struggle and a real problem. I think the way I size this up is that, you know, we haven't dealt with a pandemic for over 100 years. You have to go back to 1917, 18, 19, when the world struggled with something like this. But now we're seeing the propagation of these bioweapons. And and surely we've had a fair amount of conversation here with Dr. Lee Young and with others, other MDs on the platform here uh, about these bioweapons. And the fact that they're propagating in these other laboratories uh, in China and in other areas of the world uh, leave us in many ways, uh, or maybe not, I don't know, in a defenseless mode, maybe, uh, where we have to think about what other precautions can we take and what else should we be looking at? We surely don't want to play into their hands and we, and we don't want to be sharing this high-end technologies with them that we have, for sure. Uh, let me start there and, and clear, how much of a threat 
do you see these unrestricted bioweapons and the CCP and what's happening in many laboratories that we're not really seeing? It's, you know, what's going on is not in the light of day using gain of function uh, to really mess with nature in ways that we probably shouldn't be. How concerned really truly should the world be with this? Well, offensive biological warfare is a very serious concern, a very serious and a very real threat. Most people may not have spent much time thinking about it uh, until recently. Um, but in fact, if we go back to the years of the uh, Soviet Union mm -hmm. uh, and at the point when the Soviet Union bro broke up, early 1990s, we may recall that a couple of defectors came out of the Soviet biopreparat program and kind of blew the lid on that biological warfare program. Uh, and that's the first real look that the world got at, at what some labs and some people were doing. I think that that technology, a lot of it probably was shared between the Soviet Union, Russia, uh, and now Ch and China. Uh, and we're talking about uh, very deadly pathogens like anthrax and Ebola and smallpox and plague. Uh, and yes, the very large family of coronaviruses. And this is what we're facing right now uh, with this particular pandemic. But these kinds of research have been going on for a very long time. But for a long time, even the experts did not did not really take biological warfare as a serious threat, I guess, compared to things like terrorism or even nuclear weapons. But now we see the malign potential for biological weapons too. And clear, when we think of these, it, it, you bring up such a great point. And when we think about these, you know, and all of the experts and the people I talk about, typically the first thing from their tongue is not Russia or Moscow. It doesn't really come up uh, a lot. We almost always, people tend to go to the China labs and the CCP. And now you've got me thinking, surely, and we see chemical weapons throughout Syria, throughout the Middle East. We see the bad people trying to get them because they can kill mass populations with these things. Um, so let me ask you right back to you. With Russia, and we see the current conflict in Ukraine and all that is going on. How concerned is that? Because I've seen some earlier reports, Claire, truth be told, that, uh, that that could enter into the Ukraine conflict and potentially has already. How concerned is that there, please? Well, in, in terms of this current uh, invasion by Russia of, of Ukraine, I don't think uh, that biological weapons... Uh, are playing a role. Now that doesn't mean they couldn't or wouldn't, um, but right now it's it's uh, the heavy blunderbuss approach of bombardment, missiles, um, rockets, and 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 bombing from the air that that the uh, the Russians are. It's using a traditional against. war. It's a kinetic war. But 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 what? Yeah. Let's look at the bigger picture. How concerned? And forget Ukraine a moment. But with Russia a moment. Uh, you, you mentioned, the, perfect, the, the, the two folks that come out of the Soviet Union, we do recall that, some of those signs early on. How, you don't hear much about that today. Are there any updates on what Russia is up to in this particular field of bioweapons? I do know that um, 
One of those defectors that came out in about 1992 was named Kenyatin Alibekov. He shortened his name mercifully to Ken Alibek, wrote a book called Biohazard. And that's what I'm thinking back to uh, of the kind of work they were doing that long ago in right. Russia, Soviet yeah. Union, Russia. Yeah. Uh, and it had to do with things like creating chimeras, like creating what we would call a hybrid virus, mm -hmm. which is what the coronavirus, this current SARS-CoV-2 is. Mm -hmm. So they were already working on those things back then. Now, a lot of the pathogens that the Russians were working on, like anthrax and Ebola and plague and smallpox, are deadly. And they're meant to kill large numbers of, of people. I yeah. think the, the, the thinking currently with China is not so much uh, to kill, at least not right now, large numbers of people, but rather to debilitate people, to strike fear and panic into people such that we did what we did, which was shut down, lock down and destroy mm -hmm. our own economies. Yeah. We did this by ourselves, to ourselves, but under the fear of the pathogen it's that it's the it. Chinese unleashed. Yeah, it's a propaganda campaign. It's a, cam a campaign of fear, perfectly said, Claire, perfectly said. Dr. Lee Ming Young, let's get you in on this conversation now. And these, uh, uh, what Claire puts out there with these weapons and all, uh, she, she's right. Now, let's, uh, this um, strategic partnership, the the cooperating between uh, Moscow and Beijing. And, you know, she got me thinking, I mean, you wonder so much how far down the road is Russia on these kinds of things. And you have to believe they're pretty well far down the road, I would imagine. You talk about in this very interesting op-ed that you and Claire have on America Out Loud, uh, the export of communism to China and Mao uh, followed. And today, uh, Moscow and Beijing are strategic partners, cooperating diplomatically, militarily, te technically. Uh, and they have the U.S. in their nuclear crosshairs. And that's according to Dr. Pinson, uh, Peter Vincent uh, Pry uh, in, in his piece. Interesting. How concerned, I mean, you know, the laboratories and the bioweapons capacity of the CCP back in China, any idea, Dr. Lee Ming-Yang, within um, not only Moscow and Russia, but you take a look at a lot of the chemical weapons, the bioweapons that Syria was playing with, and these um, bad characters throughout the Middle East. Uh, how concerned is this for future warfare in, uh, in, in the world? So uh, nowadays we are facing the hot war between Russia and other countries, and it seems China is a side. However, we know that based on intelligence and based on other information and our understanding of Chinese government, Xi Jinping's regime, that it's very clear Xi Jinping and Putin made the secret allies. And Xi Jinping actually is a financial support as well as military and especially unrestricted by weapon support behind Putin. So this is actually, uh, we need to go back to say that uh, in the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympic on 4th February, at that day, Putin came to China and he signed over 15 deals with Xi Jinping within one day. And also based on our intelligence, there are more confidential uh, agreements be, uh, be, um, between each other. And, uh, the, uh, the fact is both Putin and Xi Jinping won't become the new emperors in the world. Mm -hmm. 
Putin want to go back to the old Russia imperium, and Xi Jinping want his China dream. Both of them use the communism ideology and needs this kind of organization to control people. And also, they have their other uh, novel uh, strategies. For example, Putin may want to use his um, like the, uh, nuclear that kind of uh, power to intimidate the opponent. But in China, Xi Jinping's best weapon is unrestricted bioweapons. And also, Xi Jinping has already developed it even after the outbreak of COVID. For example, as I said, hemorrhagic fever viruses and also the antidote. So they, now the thing is, how could they release it without notice of the other countries? So that's why now you see recently there are a lot of propaganda come out. They are talking about American biolabs in Ukraine, which is producing the bioweapons. And even yesterday, we see this kind of propaganda come out from the Ministry of Defense of Russia. This is very clear uh, propaganda war. It is to make people convinced that if you see more bioweapons in the future, that should be from America. And mm. also they have prepared, at least the Xi Jinping side, well prepared to release more bioweapons towards the world. Yeah, it is the underlying route to everything we're talking about is fear and propaganda. Both of you are exactly right. Uh, that's what they are unleashing onto the world more than anything. And part of the problem with all of that is then we begin to play defense all the time. And we're not playing offense anymore. We're playing defense at that point. Right now, in this comment that Dr. Peter Vincent Price says where the U.S. is in their nuclear crosshairs is, is a very chilling, chilling statement and whatever that means moving forward. But this whole thing right now with, you know, with what the world has struggled through with bioweapons really has everybody's attention right now and how we should be dealing with this. I, I want to talk about the pathogens a moment here. And, and uh, Dr. Lee Ming Young, when we just talk a minute about these various pathogens that I, I want to talk about, how, like, what does this mean for the world going forward? Like for our own lives, we never really thought in the way that this was going to be a problem for us, um, where we would worry about the air we breathe, in other words, and we would worry about uh, these type of viruses and diseases around us. You know, we only seen that in a movie where people would have those suits on, uh, they're medically sealed and you, you know, you to protect themselves from these world ending viruses, never thinking it would be a reality. Uh, let's talk more about this, um, the, uh, uh, these pathogens themselves, because we've been talking a lot of, in fact, you and I and others, uh, the hemorrhagic fevers and the Nipah virus and the Marburg and all these things that the CCP, the labs in China and potentially in Russia as well, and this gain of function stuff they're doing and playing with mother nature. I mean, you know, some of this stuff is not supposed to, it's, you know, uh, it's, um, uh, I would guess against humanity for sure, but I would think there are rules of engagement here. There are some rules of engagement where they shouldn't be doing these things. How do we know and how can we stop them 
from pursuing these dangerous, dangerous roads? Uh, I'd like both of you to answer that. Any idea, Dr. Lee Min Young, how we can uh, stop them from this? Okay, actually, although it sounds very incredible, we were already in this kind of bio-warfare, bio-attacks for over two years, which means a COVID-19 pandemic. And this is already beyond our imagination before 2020, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, why we not face to more uh, this kind of risk? Because there is no action from the Western government or the other government to come to Chinese Communist Party. They let it go. And Chinese Communist Party think the other government are very weak. And Xi Jinping believes this is a trophy. So of course, they want to go forward. And also, Russia, actually, if you go back to see the news in March uh, or even February 2020, I remember, Russia already pointed out that this is a pathogen come out from the lab and also implied this is a bioweapon at that time. But since the whole world has no response for over two years, it's not a surprise that finally Xi Jinping and Putin get together and they may, uh, they may decide uh, they have decided to use mobile weapon to conquer the world. And what we can do is the first thing is, as I said, you have to be courageous. This is the thing for all of us and for all the government. If you, if you keep uh, become coward, stay back forward, and then you let them do this, there is no way you can win them, you can stop them. These people, Xi Jinping's regime and also Putin's regime, they don't care about human life. Mm-hmm. And they are in a very, uh, to be honest, a very stark style. And if you go back to say, actually, CCP is built on this kind of stark culture. They kill people and they change the history. They use misinformation and the propaganda to brainwash you. And once you try to refute, they will just disappear you. That's the, all the style happened in China. It happened in Soviet Union. And also, same Putin won't do it again in Russia because he started to arrest the people who protest. So what we can do is now you see this kind of misinformation and propaganda all over the media and people get confused. One very important reason is your mainstream media didn't tell the truth during the pandemic. So even now, they start to tell people Russia is bad and Xi Jinping is bad. People are confused and they don't know who to believe. So we have to let people know the truth. What is the truth? You go back to the COVID, you let people know how it happens, why we are in the chaos until now from the root, and we can go through the misinformation, we can understand the evilness of communism and Xi Jinping's regime, and then we can understand why it happened now between Xi and Putin and what the Western world, what the Western civilized Isolation is facing true. Yeah. What you say there so, is perfect, yeah. uh, uh, Dr. Ming Young. And you, you bring me back to thinking about Dr. Anthony Fauci and thinking about our own government agencies here in the NIH and the CDC and the FDA and the EPA and the propaganda fear campaign and the lies that have been, been strong. And listen, it just not only the Western media here, but our own government agencies and the, and the feds have been lying to people about all of this from the beginning, which has been a part of this campaign we've had to defeat this. We continue to 
uh, you know, bring the truth forward. But there's a lot of people that are not paying attention. Like you say, they're very confused uh, because there's so much of this other uh, uh, information out there. Claire, I, I want to ask you uh, this, this um, pushing back again. Uh, against this, uh, well, propaganda and fear. Let's leave that over the side a moment, but pushing back against the bioweapons. But you study this stuff uh, there at, uh, surely you do at uh, Lopez Liberty. Uh, tell me what uh, the dangers here, but what can we do as a people to call them out? Because I think our sense on this conversation is this is the only start of it. I mean, this, this, this is just the beginning of what a future is going to look like. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's scary to people to think that what will happen in the next 20 to 50 years in the world, what can we do? Well, yeah, it, it very much is scary. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, back in 1975, the Biological Weapons Convention came into effect. Okay. The United States prior to that had had an offensive biological weapons program. But then President Richard Nixon banned it, stopped it, shut it down, offensive. And what we have left now uh, are defensive programs to uh, defend against those who would uh, wield such weapons in the world. Now, the problem, though, is that the Biological Weapons Convention, which has been signed by just about every country on earth to include, yes, the United States, Russia, and China, has no teeth. The convention has no teeth. The, the remedy for a complaint uh, about a biological weapon uh, event would be to take that complaint to the Security Council of the United Nations. And there, both Russia and China, as well as the US, we all have veto power. So that's never going to go anywhere. So there is no actual remedy in the international system for countering uh, use, threatened use, um, development of an offensive biological weapons program. You know, and, and it's just like Claire when we now see the dangers of a nuclear uh, exchange with Russia, for instance. There's been a lot of talk about that. We surely have talked to our uh, military colonels and our generals and all of that here on America Out Loud. We, we see the threat of what's happening here. You know, when one of these uh, dictators uh, feel like they're losing and they're at a loss and the danger of losing the battle uh, yeah, sure, they could unleash a nuclear uh, weaponry, but in this case, they can also unleash and a which the CCP did clearly with the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen uh, affair. They could unleash a bioweapon, and that's why there's been a lot of times with these uh, kinetic confrontations, like in the Middle East with Syria. That was a claim they they use chemical weapons quite a bit, and we're hearing reports even in Russia. And it's becoming more and more common is what I'm saying. Uh, Claire, is this the future of warfare? Is, is this, I mean, we've been talking about it. We've talked about the cyber threats. We've talked about bioweapon threats. Is this the future of warfare? Well, it's not just the future. It's the past. Um, huh. in, in medieval warfare, we might recall, horrific as it sounds, but um, besiegers of walled cities and so forth 
lobbying uh, the heads of smallpox victims over the wall uh, into the city that's being besieged. So there's nothing new under the sun here. But um, what I what I did want to mention, though, and I think this is very pertinent for our time, okay. um, and that is um, that the Chinese officials at very high levels, both political and military, right. have been very open, honestly, quite frank mm -hmm. about um, biological warfare and mm -hmm. chemical warfare, too. And we can go to the 1999 book called Unrestricted Warfare written by two colonels in the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. It was actually their master's thesis written together, published by the PLA, in which there's a page that lists, I think the number's like 23 or something, areas of warfare. And those areas of warfare, not just kinetic, it's diplomatic warfare, it's trade warfare, it's economic warfare, and yes, it is biochemical warfare. They print it out loud right there. Mm -hmm. um, and we should also listen to other uh, speeches. For example, um, there was a speech given by the then uh, Minister of Defense of China. His name was Qi Haoqian. Um, Li Meng, I hope I'm not slaughtering that name, but you can fix it for me. Uh, Qi Haoqian, in around 2003 or so, uh, gave a speech, uh, which has been termed a secret speech, at that time it was, given to high-ranking members of the Communist Party of China. We know about this, though, because Jeff Nyquist at the Jeff Nyquist blog wrote in September of 2019 about this secret speech, and he titled it The Secret Speech of Ji Haoxian. And he very openly in that speech talked about using biological weapons as as he said to the to the assembled party members, he said, quote, to clean up America. That's what he said. Um, and that, of course, became public. It, it, it got out. So this is not something that's hypothetical. It's real. They've talked about it. They mean it. And they have the means to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you say there is is chilly. It, it really gives uh, your, your chills hearing you. I'll say that for sure here. Uh, well, let me tell listeners, we're speaking to uh, Claire Lopez and uh, Dr. Lee Min Young is here. And uh, as we talk about, uh, it, I mean, it's just a, um, this is a heavy conversation, clearly, uh, but it's one that we need to be up to speed on. Uh, there are several revelations here we're talking about that I, I think is really good. Claire reminding us the dangers of Russia uh, the piece, the op-ed, and I'll tell you about that in just one moment, uh, my friends. Um, uh, they're both Claire and Dr. Lee Min Young co-authored. Uh, but uh, these are some of the dangers we need to be concerned ahead. And as she points out, there are limitations at times to what we can do. And then with all the battlefronts we're dealing with moving forward, you have to come back and then realize when we push a, company, uh, a country away and we push a leader away, like we've done with Russia, like our political class has done with Russia over the past many years uh, through a couple of administrations now, we've made a mockery out of the relationship. We sort of have pushed Russia into the arms of their other enemy because Russia and China are enemies and they're also strategic partners. And that is again, back to Sun Tzu and all the things they say. And, you know, 
uh, the 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 enemy of my friend is my friend and the enemy you know how it goes my friends i mean that's the whole secret behind sun tzu and the art of war 1400 years uh so it, it should give us a a troubling sign of what we're dealing with uh just ahead uh i think the the article that I want to bring your attention to is really very informative and well-written. Uh, and it is on the left sidebar of America Out Loud, as you hear this on talk radio. It's under the trending. And it is entitled, China's Unrestricted Bioweapons Program is Perfect for its Civilian Military Fusion Model. And again, this is where, you know, they, they've got a lot of... Uh, pieces uh, in a lot of, uh, uh, you know, um, concepts, I guess, in their arsenal, in their their military arsenals, as, as Claire was just pointing out in the book and that chapter where it's got all these levels, even propaganda and fear. All of this is another area of, of war that they're very successful in. And we've been seeing this. And like she said, with the whole coronavirus COVID business, getting people to lock down their economies, the only one that grew while that was happening was China. They had a raise in their G GDP and, uh, and they did just fine through all that. The rest of the world did not. Uh, and surely America did not. I mean, when we locked down the economy and locked down the do dog park and took the basketball hoops off in an unprecedented move. And then, you know, uh, got everybody, uh, most people to wear masks and then all these vaccines. And it it's been... It's, it's, it's been constant, constant turmoil through these last couple of years, through all of this. Uh, and, it, you know, yet now you got to see, and here's the lessons with all this is how prepared are we? Here's the question you've really got to ask yourself, how prepared are we for the next round? And what have we learned through all of this? You know, really, that these are the things we need to be asking. There needs to be a massive report we need to do here in our country uh, to really size this whole affair up. That's that's a that's a exercise that should be executed at the highest level with some of the best minds to look and see, you know, uh, a kind of a commission to put a commission together to say, OK, so what just took place? You know, we just got whiplashed is what took place. So what does that mean going forward? What have we learned from all this? You see, the, don't, don't you think those are the things we need to be asking? You know, what have we learned from all this? And how do we prevent, uh, you know, I'm always thinking about the answer. How do we prevent these things to keep our families and our loved ones safe? You know, that's that's really the game plan at the end of the day. Uh, so, again, Claire Lopez, Dr. Lee Ming Young, they co-authored that that article there, that op-ed, China's Unrestricted Bioweapons Programs, perfect for its civilian military fusion model, because that's really what they're doing. And, you know, as Dr. Lee Ming Young has been talking about on the platform for some time here, they're up to no good. That's the problem. So it comes back to these, again, high-level relationships. You know, who can we count on? And we got to be careful here. As we play, you know, Democrat and Republican games here in our country, we're pushing the enemies into the arms of their other enemies. And these combined enemies become a bigger force against America. Do you, do you see where we're at here? That's the problem, people. And that's something I want to talk more to Claire uh, Lopez and Dr. Lee Ming Young about in just a bit here. Um, now, I've been telling you, we're going to have to live with this thing. This isn't going away anytime soon, friends. This, if there's anything about this coronavirus COVID-19 exercise of hell we've been through over the last couple of years as a people, is that 
it's a new world order. And we're going to have to live with this new world order. Now, we can't live in fear. And we can't live uh, in fear. And we can't, and I've been telling you in past days, we can't let these things eat at our brains, at our minds. Can't do it. Can't do it. We have to focus on things we can handle and we can fix. You know, we can't live with the sky is fallen kind of mentality, people. It's not possible. That will eat at us and it will eat our own brains up. And as I've been sharing with you in past days here, it's, it's a problem. There's so much fear out there with inflation and the price of gas and the price of milk and, you know, Ukraine. And it's constant fear, 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 fear. You know, and that's the problem. That's why I try to balance this with other information for us, you know. But we do have to be prepared. We do have to be prepared. We do have to know our surroundings. We do have to understand what we can do. That's why I, I talk to you all the time about things in our lives that bring value. I'm all about the value that we can do. Um, you know, COVID, no doubt, it's changed the world we live in. We can never go back to 2019 again. It's gone. It's gone. You know, it's the rearview mirror kind of thing. We have to look forward. We have to move forward as a people. And, and, and we've got to be better prepared. And these are the things we need to be talking about. Now, the variants, the pathogens, all of these things. Now, these are words that have become part of our vocabulary now. You know, I mean, in a daily basis is what I'm saying, that we have to learn to live with these airborne diseases. Because, you know, if you look and really follow the chess game here, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are going to be coming into the populations. And we can't live our lives in a glass bubble. And we can't live, a, live, live with them behind a mask either. Not, and that's certainly not going to help against these pathogens to begin with. So you have to ask, what can we do? One of the things that fits into this conversation perfectly, I'm telling you about, and, and it's good that Claire hears this and Dr. Lee Meng Young as well, is one of the products I've been sharing with you in recent days. And it's the reason I share this information. It's this Genesis Fogger. It's another, it's another big idea to help us, as well as having a healthy immune system, we have to be able to, the air we breathe around us is important. One of the ways you do that is HOCL. HOCL is the hypochlorous acid, which is tremendous. I mean, this is so safe. It's like, it's our white blood cells. It's in our white blood cells. So you can you can use it for nasal decontamination in your nose, clean your fruits and vegetables with it. But it's also the air we breathe. Now, what the Genesis Fogger has done, which is so unbelievable, is they've put this HOCL into the Fogger. And I love it. I have one. I ordered one. I got it. It's right here. And it, it, it puts a fine mist in the air. It cleans the air around us. It gets rid of anything around us. And I think this is so important in our homes, in our businesses, in our lives, where we're at. But imagine it's something we should be using on a regular basis to clean the air around us. And then there's a sense of, you know, there's no fear with that. There's a sense of security. Uh, so anyways, it throws an ultra fine mist using HOCL is what the fogger does. It cleans the air all around us, especially when we have a lot of people in or out. That's really important then, really important. And it effectively kills the pathogens and reduces the viral load in the environment.
bar none. That's, that's the whole concept of this. And we're talking optimal health here. So bottom line is that's why I have them on board here. Genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud. I asked them, they've designed this page with all the variables informations on it. All the various details, our listeners, we've negotiated to get 15% off the fogger. So I highly, highly recommend it. That's why I have one. I recommend you get one as well. Have it available. Get the HOCL. You dilute it two or three times to the application of the, the, the gallon or quart or whatever size you get the product in. Put it in the fogger. Clean the whole air. Feel better. Especially if you've got people in and out, that kind of thing going on. It's crucial. This is some of the things we're going to have to do, as well as protecting our immune system moving forward. It's a fact of life, people. It's a fact of life. No different than brushing your teeth and flossing. <laughs> you know, I, what I'm saying is it's going to become part of our daily habits. And that's kind of the world we live in now. So anyways, I want to put that out there for you to consider uh, for that. And these are the kinds of strategic relationships we have here on America Out Loud that are vitally important. We'll take a quick pause here. We will rejoin you on the other side with Claire Lopez and Dr. Lee Meng Young. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel, and Virginia Tech concluded we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air. Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCL to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCL may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko knows a thing or two about the immune system. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize for his early COVID-19 treatments, and now he's offering his Z-Stack supplements to our listeners at a discount. Just go to zstacklife.com slash freedom. That's zstacklife.com slash freedom. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. 
In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Up to now, we've shared a lot of technology that has been stolen. We've given a lot to both the Chinese and the Russians. I mean, we've given a lot out there. We've been very lax back here at home. We haven't paid attention. Uh, they've become our front lines, our universities, our education system. Uh, that's all been a bad deal, the way we play that out. And then even our own country. Clear, I'd like you to start us back here and talk about even our own country here. You know, what's going on here in America? In Just speak to me honestly and, and straightforward, please. What's going on back here in America with bioweapons? What, where are we in the whole game? And what can we do better within our education system and this shared knowledge we used to do with these foreign governments? What do you recommend? Well, you know, Malcolm, you referred to this uh, a bit ago in our conversation here today um, about how our own public health system and government uh, have not been transparent, honest, or open with the American people and to the great detriment of any kind of trust uh, of the American people in these institutions, which ought to be so central and critical to our national defense, that trust has been lost. I don't know how we get it back, when we get it back, if we can get it back. Yeah. Um, but what happened uh, in this case here uh, is that our own government money, our money, taxpayer money, right. um, channeled through the Cabinet Department of Health and Human Services, from there on down to the National Institutes of Health, from there on down to Anthony's Fauci's, Anthony Fauci's uh, division of the NIH called NIAID, National Institutes of Allergy Infectious Disease. Mm -hmm. And then he, this is a long chain, and then he, Anthony Fauci, uh, who, who, who disposes of literally billions of dollars in grant money on an annual basis, gave some of that to an NGO, a non-governmental organization called EcoHealth Alliance, headquartered in New York, run by a Brit whose name is Peter Daszak. And finally, Peter Daszak uh, spread the money further and provided grants for this gain-of-function research to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which has many labs in it, but the specific one uh, that was doing gain of function research uh, run by the, 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 the woman called the Bat Lady, Xi mm -hmm. um, Li. Mm -hmm. and, and so the United States at all of these levels, federal government levels, as well as all the way down to certain universities like the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, uh, where Ralph Barrick um, uh, heads the program, were deeply involved in the funding and the pursuit of technologies, lab 
procedures like gain of function mm -hmm. that could have, might have, probably did lead to the uh, bioengineering, the genetic ma manipulation of the SARS-CoV-2. In other words, that brought us this coronavirus pandemic. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why, as we now know from so many emails obtained, tip of the hat to uh, Judicial Watch and Tom Fitton and his crew there. Yeah. Um, we know now from the emails obtained, many hundred thousands, I think, um, exactly how this all went down. That all contributes to that lack now, the loss of, of, of trust in, in these institutions because they were all so deeply involved uh, and, and that's why they covered it up. That's why they lied to us. They knew they were guilty from the moment this thing first, you know, hit, uh, you know, international awareness in January of 2020 or so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that is what has happened. And, Claire, and you, you, hit, you, you hit your, you put your finger right on it, Claire. You're, you're, you're hundred percent right. And it was early 2020. Yes. And we started talking about it clear at the end of 2019 here on this network. I did. And I had experts on because we knew what was happening in China when they were burning the crematoriums and all those people were dying. Uh, I mean, we knew what was developing and it was a bit surreal that like that could really happen and could come around the world. And sure enough, it did. And we warned. I knew I had chosen December and as early as probably late November where those reports were happening. And it was absolutely, I mean, wow, it, it was something else. You know, you put your finger on it with Fauci and the, the lies and the propaganda. Claire, I want to just ask you back here, and then we'll bring Dr. Lee Ming Young back in here as well. But they're never going to admit the truth. Now, I, you know, like you say, they, they, all right, so what you just described was perfect, Claire. You talk about a smoking gun. This was a smoking gun, but it was more than a smoking gun. It, every, like you said, it's documented now. Yet they still lie to our face. They are totally, they're liars. They're in denial. Uh, and publicly, uh, the government is, the agencies are. And now the next question is, not only are they in denial and they are still in power, clear. how egregious is that? But what worries me is how many more of these cats are doing the unthinkable still? And how, and how do we even know or not? Uh, how many of our dollars, again, as you say, are going to these uh, criminal mischiefs, uh, the, these things they're doing? Any idea of those things? Well, I think you, you also alluded to this a little, a little while back, um, that at some point we need something like a blue ribbon panel of experts. Yeah. Um, and we also need congressional hearings <laughs> um, led by people like Senator Rand Paul, let's say, of Tennessee. I'm sorry, Kentucky, Kentucky, right? Yeah. Um, to uncover exactly under oath what happened, who did what, when, uh, and with what authority or lack of authority. That has to happen. I don't know that I can look forward to that happening anytime soon, yeah. but at some point that must happen. Now, whether we can ever hold China to account, and, and Li Meng can uh, address this much better than I can, mm -hmm how how would the united states and frankly the rest of the world ever be able to hold the regime of the communist chinese party mm -hmm. uh accountable for what they've done but certainly here in the united states we need to we must hold accountable um those who participated in this yeah for whatever yeah. reasons 
you know, malign, misplaced, greed, venality, uh, hubris, whatever it might have been, that needs to be frankly addressed. And I think a blue ribbon panel, in addition to congressional hearings, is what we need to have. Yeah, perfectly said, Claire. Perfectly said. We definitely need a commission of sorts to address this, getting that done. You're right. At some point, we have to document history is what we're talking about here. Uh, But, you know, uh, Dr. Li Mingyang, to Claire's point, pushing these uh, people away, uh, for instance, you know, China, we're talking 1.4 billion. Uh, I mean, we're talking a lot of people here. They're going to be here. I mean, they've shored up the power the Communist Party has. Now, surely the people are being held back there, just like Moscow and throughout Russia is. The people are being held down. They're being oppressed. Uh, They spend a lot of money in propaganda and fear to oppress the people and to keep them disconnected uh, totally from the world. Uh, But we're back to Claire's point. I'm not she's saying, how could we? I don't think we can really hold them accountable there uh, unless you have an idea. But I think moving forward is going to be key. And the more we push these uh, regimes away, be in Moscow and Beijing, and the more we push them away, the more I think we're at risk for these sort of chemical attacks and these sort of other problems without getting them to the table to really talk about the future as people, I think we take a higher risk of more damage in the future. What do you say to that, please? Oh, yeah, Malcolm, it's very difficult for Americans to directly hold China accountable. It's difficult for you to handle over 1 billion people who are brainwashed and also uh, regime like Xi Jinping's uh, government. Mm -hmm. But there are so many ways you can do and it will be efficient that you need to realize Xi Jinping's government and also even Putin's government, they are actually just cowards. That's why they need to use the propaganda to confuse your people. And also that's why they need to use some other way to intimidate people like, uh, for example, recently they tried to show they will, they will bomb the nuclear facilities. But as we know that at least the Xi Jinping, we, uh, I mean, the very credible intelligence show, he has a son, he has a secret son and the son is over 20 and he wants the son to be the next emperor. So this is very important. It means for him, most probably, he won't use this kind of uh, huge, um, like the fatal uh, weapon, like the nuclear weapons. Instead, he will prefer to use the unrestricted bioweapon, especially when he thought he has the antidote. So uh, what we can do actually, we should realize also in these two regimes, especially CCP, it's already destabilized. So that's why they need to maintain the stabilization using military and also put a lot of money, a lot of expenses on that. So for example, American can help to open the uh, internet for Chinese people, like to use uh, Starlink, uh, uh, Starlink, and also uh, for example, to break the firewall and that's the thing very efficient. And also financial sanctions is, sanctions is very important. Now they're talking about to kick uh, Russia out of the SWIFT system. However, if you still keep Chinese government inside, the communist Chinese people will bring this money to Russia. So these are two things very important. 
and also remove the, these people's position from the international organizations like WHO, like the United Nations. I mean, as we know, the People's Republic of China actually is illegal in UN because it was based on a historic problem and they replaced the Taiwan, the Republic of China for period. But now if you go back to check the document, it is actually illegal. And replace Taiwan to the uh, United Nations will be a better choice because that is a democratic country now. And also other thing including is uh, definitely um, in America, when you can do that, you should ask as Claire suggested, uh, advocate that kind of national hearing. And also ask those people who claim the virus comes from nature, who are still having, helping Chinese government to spread misinformation, to come to get the question. And uh, at least uh, I'm very confident to face to those people, no matter how big title they are, they are lying and they are fabricating the uh, data. They are also misinterpreting this kind of data to mislead your public. So these are all the things we can do and we push to give the stress to the Chinese communist government and it can finally break up by itself. That's the best thing we can do, uh, I mean, in my opinion, at mm -hmm. this moment. Thank you for that uh, so much, Dr. Li Meng-Yang. You, you put it out there just perfectly. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you talk about in many ways, Claire, I'd like to give you the last word on this now. Uh, when uh, Dr. Min-Young addresses, uh, she's right, the world environment and the United Nations, the World Council, all of these groups, it's a bit of a charade. It's, a, it's become a joke. Uh, and we sit at the table back and forth. And it's like right now we're talking about the GCPOA with Russia uh, about Middle East uh, peace. And yet they're blowing up Ukraine at the, at the very moment. We're talking to them about preventing Iran, which that's a whole nother story. But we know. Um, so it is very tricky on the world stage. Uh, but the banking system and again, the, the, the flow of cash. Uh, I don't think pushing these cats away is going to be the answer, though, because you know there's other ways that they can get us rather than just a kinetic warfare. And uh, as we know now, uh, last point here, take just a quick moment here and sum it all up for us, please. Well, there's a lot to sum up. We've covered a lot of topics. And uh, I thank you, Malcolm and, and uh, Li Meng, uh, for, for joining me and having me in this conversation. Um, we're, we're at another one of these global turning points, I think, mm. in the battle between freedom and tyranny. Mm. And what we're facing with the rogues of the world, if you will, you've mentioned Russia, certainly China, mm -hmm. uh, the Tehran regime in Iran. Uh, we're, we're talking about regimes that have no compunction uh, mm -hmm. about using any means necessary uh, including those banned by international treaty and law uh, to conquer, to subjugate uh, others in, in the world. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the final thing I would say is that it is, it is the perception of weakness that invites such aggression, that enables mm. this aggression. Mm. The only way to really counter that uh, on an on a ongoing basis, it's never going to be permanent, this is Earth after all, um, is, is to project strength. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and, and any time uh, these rogues, and there will always be rogues with us, 
when they perceive weakness of any kind, they will press their advantage yeah. uh, against us. That's it. That's a lesson. That's exactly it. And, you know, you bring it right to the point. What a beautiful summary, Claire. Uh, you bring it right back to peace through strength. That's where it is right there. Peace through strength. She is so right. A hundred million percent. Uh, my friends, it is peace through strength. Now you see, I mean, that full circle we did. What an extraordinary conversation. Uh, wow. With uh, Dr. Lee Young and uh, Claire Lopez from Lopez Liberty. Uh, just extraordinary, uh, the ground we've covered here. Uh, it makes you think a lot, though, about what we can do as a people. You see, the steps we can take. And, but we have to hold those accountable. As Claire and I were saying, create the commission now, document history. Let's move forward with our eyes open strategically on what needs to happen next. Uh, that is the way and the path forward, uh, my fellow Americans, and to our friends around the globe. A big thank you to Claire Lopez and Dr. Lee Meng Young here. We will stay on the case and so enjoyed this uh, exchange here on uh, this unrestricted bioweapons program and things we can do uh, to uh, offset the enemy uh, moving forward. Uh, thank you for being with me on the mission, my friends. It's time uh, to get involved and get loud.